You're listening to the Traffic and Conversion Show. I'm your host, Michelle Fernandez, and today is all about funnels. Are they working? How do you know if they are? So stay tuned because we're going to dive into all that juicy stuff. Welcome to the Traffic and Conversion Show, where it's all about helping online entrepreneurs amplify their content, build their influence, and convert their leads into sales to grow a profitable business and a life they absolutely love. Now, let's get this party started. Welcome back to the show. As of the recording of this episode, I literally just got back from my mastermind retreat. So much fun. The women in the room were totes amazing. And I am so excited to nurture and build upon the relationships with the new ladies that I met and some that I've known for a couple of years now. And I am excited to implement some of the things or all of the things that I've learned and some of the ideas I had for my new program coming up and my upcoming mastermind. Yes, I am finally going to have my own mastermind. Everyone has telling me for years now that I should just do it. Well, I finally am. And I am actually getting super excited about that for launching in June. It's going to be crazy cool. Well, have you ever been in some sort of mastermind or group coaching program? Send me a DM on Instagram at the Michelle Fernandez and let me know what you liked about it because I'd love to know. All right. Well, no matter if you have a DIY course, an SLO, application funnel, something, right? We're always wondering if it's performing well. Like, how do we know and how do we get higher conversions, right? because we all want higher conversions, because we cannot serve more people, we cannot build our business, and we definitely cannot finance our crazy cool life if we are not optimizing to get higher converting funnels, right? Now, before we dive in, I remember that there was a time when I always hear these gurus and my coaches and everywhere, everywhere, using the word optimizing. And I'm like, oh, I totally know what that means. And then I'm like, wait, do I know what that means? It's like, I think I do, but I'm not totally sure. Well, by definition, optimizing means make the best or most effective use of, right? Uh, Whether it be a situation, an opportunity, or some sort of a resource, as well as rearrange or rewrite some sort of data software to improve efficiency of retrieval or processing. Now, when it comes to digital marketing, like in our little digital marketing world, think of it as that constant testing and tweaking, right? Testing, tweaking, repeating. The experimenting is when we're looking at optimizing, right? So we wanted to get it to run as efficiently as possible, right? Getting us more conversions, okay? Now, our goal is to improve it each and every time we run one of these tests, like Avi, right? So we're always looking for it to get better and better. And you might even be saying to yourself, well, wait a minute, what if I get it converting to wherever it needs to be? Then why would I continue to optimize it, right? Well, we all know that the environment is constantly changing, whether it be advertising, maybe it's the the certain problems in the world. We were talking about market research the other day, and I always say that you should be constantly doing your research, right? Constantly talking to the people because there's always new pains and struggles. Like, hello, none of us were expecting 2020. Am I right? Right. And then even if you haven't done any of your market research since 2020, post-pandemic, or even though we're still in this pandemic, 
things and people's problems and their pains and their struggles and dreams and desires are totally different than pre-pandemic. So when we're looking at optimizing, we're looking to go from like smaller numbers. I don't want you to be thinking like, oh, if I'm currently converting, I don't know, I'm just throwing numbers out there. So like, let's say 3%, I don't have to go from 3% to 40%, right? You need to be looking at it, or I'd like you to consider to be looking at it as just improving in smaller increments, right? It takes kind of that stress off. It makes it more fun. So if and even if it's 1%, 3%, 5%, the whole idea is that you're giving yourself time to be testing, to make, prog- you know, to make progress so you can be moving forward to actually find that control and then figure out the variant and what makes sense, right? Because you might say, okay, I'm going to test these things and maybe those are not the right thing. So you might have this whole idea of what you want to test. However, once you start testing, you might be like, we're on the total wrong path and we need to switch things up and go back to find that control. So back to how we know if our funnel is working. Let's start with literal word of working. Is your funnel working? So is it loading at a prompt speed that when someone clicks to land on your page, it's popping up fast? And or are they having to wait? Because we all know that people are impatient, right? Nobody has time to sit there. If it takes way too long, they will just move on. So a lot of times that happens. A lot of things on your back end of your funnel, like tech-wise, sometimes happens. Most times do not, especially with these bigger platforms like ClickFunnels, Kajabi's. But there could be something, one of my clients did something on their back end that was kind of, I don't know, we couldn't figure out what was going on and they had to look in their back end. It was something that they did. And once they changed it, it made all the difference in the world, okay? Are your buttons Uh, If you have buttons on your page, which if you have a funnel, you definitely should have buttons. So let's just start there. But are they working? Are they going to the proper section? So if it's something that's supposed to scroll to a different section on the page, is that doing properly? Is it supposed to go to the next step in your funnel? And are those actions on those buttons, are they working? I've seen this time and time again, where people are like, gosh, my ads aren't working. I can't get the conversions. I'm not getting any opt-ins. So I go in and I'm like, all right, let's test it out. We test the funnel. And then when I click on the button, it does nothing. Nothing happens. It just kind of stays on that page or it reopens the same page. So these are all kind of tech things that are not that difficult to go in and fix. You just need to know how your funnel system works and how to set those actions on the page and make sure that you're testing the entire funnel before you start running ads. And when I say the entire funnel, it's not just, okay, are my buttons working? It's like, are, am I getting that email after, right? Am I getting the deliverer? So you want to test the whole thing through, okay? So test every single button on both desktop and mobile to make sure they all work and go to the proper destination. And then do you have the integration set up properly, which kind of leads back to the testing that I was just talking about. Are they set up properly? Are the leads and or sales going to your CRM, going to your membership area? Are people getting their logins if they need to? Are they getting whatever that deliverable or that download you know, is coming through? Are they being tagged properly? So number one, the user does get the deliverable. And number two, you now have the information to track. There's a lot of times where people are, you know, have all this stuff together and then they don't even know where to go grab their numbers because they don't know how to track in their platform because we can no longer 
simply rely on ads manager. You have to have these things set up. Even if it's beyond ads, right? You're on your sales part side. You need to know what's going on in there. You need to know the back end as well as with any webinar platform. So this is just all over. So whenever I'm talking about a funnel, yes, I'm talking specifically about landing pages, but really it's a whole marketing funnel. So it starts with whatever traffic source that you're bringing them in from, whether it be organic, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, wherever that source is coming from, all the way through to the very end of your customer fulfillment. There's funnels all the way along, you know, your landing page, your actual webinars, a whole funnel, then you got your sales page, you got everything. Okay. Then I want you to look at, is your funnel optimized for mobile? This is huge. You will more often than not get a lack of conversions if your landing page is not optimized for mobile. You need to view it on your phone to see what it looks like. Is the button above the scroll? That's a huge one where it's just pushed down so far that people don't really know what to do. But they, when they see a button and if the button is animated like bouncing or shaking or something like that, then it's causing you know their eye to go there knowing that that's the action that you want them to take. Is the font too big? Or is it too small, right? Because you need to modify it to fit on a smaller screen. So you might be building out and designing your funnel on desktop view. However, when you go to the mobile view, it makes a huge difference. Like when we're talking about the, the font size, it's like, are the words separated on a different line? I can't handle that <laughs> where it's like you're reading the word and then it goes hyphenated. Sometimes it's not even hyphenated. Sometimes like, the last two letters go to the second line. And then you're, again, like our attention is very short and we were reading things. And then we're like, wait a minute, what, what does that say? And then it's like, okay, I don't have time to be looking at this. Right. So definitely go in and take a look and make sure all of that looks nice because design does matter. Sometimes people think that I want to make this page look so beautiful. Right. And they're adding all these backgrounds and all these other design elements to look fabulous, right? In their opinion. And sometimes it does, but sometimes simple is better. We want to be looking at it as, as though the design is not distracting from the purpose of them getting on your page, which is ultimately getting a lead or a sale. I can't tell you how many times that I've seen a page where I'm like, I can't even read what it says because the design element or the picture in the background the words are just not legible, right? So I'm like, wait, or or even, I know a lot of people, this is huge. A lot of people want to use their branding colors. And sometimes, like even me, I use purple. And sometimes I'm like, this is way too much purple. I can't even deal with the purple right now. <laughs> like, how do we just use it as a pop of color rather than like the whole page being this purple, Okay. So even me and when I, you know, people look, oh, these are your branding colors. Let's just go for it. Sometimes we have to veer away or use different hues of our branding color. Um, a lot of people use gray for their, like the wording and the messaging. And it's very difficult on the eyes. And I know that I'm getting older and my eyes are not as young as they used to be. However, you definitely need it to be legible. So definitely go check it out. And especially on mobile, because Again, things might look great on your desktop, but when you go over to mobile, things shift around and like things start to layer on each other or move in different positions. And what maybe the image on desktop is not covering the font, but when you get to mobile, it will, right? And then it just looks like a whole hot mess. 
And you don't want to have like someone's first impression of you to be a negative way. You want them to be super impressed. And again, they're not necessarily looking at the design. They're looking at how are you going to help me? How are you going to solve my problem? How are you going to get me this transformation or this result that I really want? All right, let's dive into strategy. A lot of times people put their offers together thinking about how great it is without knowing if it's really what their ideal customer wants. And of equal importance, their messaging is not compelling because they're not speaking to them in their words, in their own words, describing their pain, struggles, dreams, and desires. And, and furthermore, speaking to the transformation or the results that they are so desperately looking to achieve. And I know you've heard this before, right? It's like, you might think it's great. And this is, hopefully this is nothing that you've heard before where it's like, you might think it's great, but your people may not. And sometimes what I find is, yes, you know exactly what they want, but the way you're positioning it is not how they're receiving it. So you could be using messaging that's speaking to them maybe two years later, right? It's not, you're not speaking to them right now. It's like, you know what they need because you're the expert and you're bringing them through this. However, it's just not resonating with them. So what happens is, is people don't opt in or they don't buy. Now, when it comes to a lack of conversions on your order bumps or your upsells or your one-time offers, those things are either not in alignment with the original product or the original thing that you have on the first step, or it's just simply overwhelming to them. And sometimes, honestly, it's both. And when it comes to conversions, there's a lot of times where I see people miss this mark all the time as they're going from ad to such a high point, like a high price point that it's like, no, no way would you go from cold to like $350. I don't even know you. I don't know if you can help me. I don't even know if I resonate with you, if I can learn from you, if you, you know, there's certain people that you're like, oh my gosh, this girl seems really great. And then, you know, I remember back in the day I was following this one woman and she just knew so much, but the way she was speaking and the way she taught it, I really couldn't pick up on it. And, and, it, and I was getting frustrated because I was like, oh, I, I know she knows a lot, but it's just not resonating with me. So you have to give people time to warm up to you in order for them to buy at a higher price point. So when it comes to your funnel not converting and you have something going from cold to a high price offer, which in my opinion is anything like above maybe $67, like $97 is really pushing it. I mean, think about your own buying power. Would you go and see an ad and say, oh, I'm going to buy this thing for, you know, how much ever money? Like at a, like say 350, 500, 997, you know, you need, that's why they have these webinars and challenges to give them time to warm them up. Now, when it comes to like your SLO and you're looking at the steps in your funnel, they must be the natural next step to get them to that bigger offer. Or it should help them get that first thing that they got, whether it be something free or the low ticket, it should help them get them there for like further faster without the struggle. Does that make sense? Now, you know that this is happening when people are, let's say, opting into your lead magnet, but when they get to that next step where you offer them a $7 or $17 offer, they don't buy. 
or if you have the SLO and then they buy the first product for let's say $27, but then they don't take you up on the bump or they don't take you up on the OTO, right? This is how you find the gap. Where, where are they stopping in your funnel? And that's the first thing that you go and review and make changes, right? Don't make it, let's just say, take that last example. Don't make the changes on the OTO and the bump. Start with the bump, make that change, get that converting, then move on to the OTO, okay? Things don't need to be all done at the same time because remember, as scientists, we test one thing at a time. Now let's dive into the metrics because knowing what benchmarks you should be shooting for, it just takes the drama out of knowing if your funnel is working or not. Here's the thing. Some people's funnels are working really, really well, and they don't think it is because they don't know the benchmarks. And let's face it, we all want 100% conversions. Am I right? However, when you realize that not everyone is going to opt in or not everyone is going to buy and what the normal conversion rates are, then it's basically, you know, what's working and what's not. And then you'll feel much more calm internally and you'll be able to focus and make the proper improvements. All right. You ready to dive into the benchmarks? If you need a pen and paper, make sure you grab it and jot this down or come back and listen to this episode. So if you have an SLO, which is a self-liquidating offer, the buy rate on that first product. So normally in an SLO, you have three products. So that's what I'm talking about now, right? So the first product is one to 5% buy rate and 20% conversion on the order bump and a 10% conversion on the one-time offer. So that's a perfect example. People are like, wait, I'm only getting 3% of people buying when they get to see my first offer. Well, that's pretty good, right? We're not quite at the high end of the benchmark of the five, but you're within the benchmark, okay? So you might consider tweaking some of the messaging to get that conversion towards the top of the benchmark at 5%. So then you can start scaling. Because in my opinion, even at 3%, you can really start scaling smaller. But once you're at the 5%, and shoot, if you come back and you're like, wow, I'm, I'm, I, th- I was at 10%, buy rate at the, at the first product. And I thought that was low. I am way above what the benchmark should be. I need to scale this thing. Now, if you have a webinar funnel, we're talking 20 to 30% conversion on the opt-in. So anytime you have an opt-in, they usually say the benchmark is 20%. However, I would, if I were you, I would shoot for 30% as the benchmark. That's where you need to be. So just know between 20 and 30 is such a great place for you to be to know that things are working well, okay? On the webinar funnel, you're looking at a 50% watch rate, right? So that means 50% 50 of the people who signed up show up, 1% to 5% buy rate. Now, if it's a live webinar, you're most likely to have a higher conversion buy rate. So just keep that in mind, right? Because you're live, you're interactive, people get to ask you questions live and, you know, make better buying decisions. Lead magnets, again, we're shooting for a 20 to 30% opt-in rate. Application funnels, um, the 20 to 30% opt-in rate. Then you want 30 to 40% of those people to apply, 60% of those people to show up, and then 25, you should be looking to close 25% of those people into your program. So once you know where you're at, with your benchmarks, you'll be able to determine what you should do because you know where the gap is going to be. Are you hitting these benchmarks? 
Are they falling off, right? And then you can figure out what you need to test. So if you're below the benchmark, you do have some work to do. And most likely, it's starting all the way back with your offer. If you're at the benchmark, you're doing pretty good. And you're looking on testing to get it to improve 1% each time, right? You're looking to kind of move towards scaling, start putting a little bit of money behind it, make sure you're still within the benchmark and move forward. Then if you're above the benchmark, it's time to scale. And listen, there are times, especially when it comes to SLOs, when you're hitting the benchmarks and you're still not profitable. This happens all the time. Advertising costs go up and down. They fluctuate all the time. So it's like, what do you do, right? So you should consider increasing the price of your products. So let's just say that first product is $17. Consider increasing it to $27 or $37. And then just follow whatever those price increases with your bump and your one-time offer. And just a reminder, self-liquidating offers are not meant to be revenue generators. They're meant to offset the cost of advertising. They are meant to build your list of buyers, people who are most like more than just a lead or like a looky-loo, right? They just want to see what you have there or take advantage. You know, there's all those people that just want all the free stuff. You, These are actually more qualified people because they've taken out their credit card and they're now a customer. They're a buyer. And more importantly, this is to pay for the cost to acquire that buyer, right? And the ultimate goal is once you get them into your small, like low ticket offer is to invite them into another funnel, like a webinar or a challenge to then get them to go up your value ladder, up your Ascension model to get them to purchase a higher ticket product, all right? This was so much good stuff today. So again, if you have to come back and listen to it, if you're driving around and you're like, "Mm, I need to jot all this down, definitely come back and listen and share, share with your people, share with your business besties, let them know like, this is good stuff. This is how you know and take the drama out of all this, right? All right, girls, cheers to knowing your benchmark so you can improve the conversions of your funnel. I really hope you enjoyed the show and I would love it if you go over to iTunes and leave an honest review of the show. I so appreciate you spending your time with me here today. Let's continue to grow your business together. There's never been a more crowded market in the online world and every day you are constantly fighting the masses for attention of your ideal client. And we all know that in order to have a successful business is by keeping a steady flow of new leads and sales. And in order to get that, you need a steady flow of new followers to be able to build new relationships and make connections. Getting a steady flow of new followers in such a crowded market is easier than you think. I've created a simple strategy that will help you cut through the noise and connect with your ideal clients quickly and effectively so they will want to work with you. It's all about connecting and converting new leads in 45 seconds and turning those eternal scrollers into paying clients in just 45 seconds. Whether you're still growing organically or ready to pour some money into paid advertising, this simple strategy will bring in new leads who are warmed up and ready to hand over their cash. If you're tired of wasting time and money on trying to stand out, then you're going to want to grab my guide at themichellefernandez.com forward slash four five to help you stand out from the crowd so you can scale with ease. 
wait, before you go, you know there has got to be a better way to get more sales and be more profitable, one that is predictable and scalable. But it's hard to know where to turn when you feel like you've tried it all and are not even sure you trust your own judgment anymore. Well, as always, I got you. I made 100% free video training that covers it all, including why rinse and repeating is causing you to go broke. More leads is not the only way to scale. And the one thing that's preventing your leads from converting into a sale. Let's get off the leads and roller coaster once and for all. Sign up and save your seat for my free live training and start taking control of your business growth today. Go to themichellefernandez.com forward slash training and save your seat now. And I will see you live inside the training.